0: welcome back to the pueblo pigskin podcast we're back here on our normal wednesday day on facebook live or if you're listening to us on the podcast uh joining me today is uh, jeff latofsky and uh marcus hill actually uh doesn't work here anymore uh he, he's moved on to uh bigger and better things he's up in uh springs working for the shriever air force base and uh I think it's believed, like, Shriever Sentinel, I think it's called. Yeah. It's one the, like there's a bunch of papers up there in the Colorado Publishing House. So he's kind of working in there. But uh, we're happy to have you guys in here for another week. Uh, if you check the show rundown in the description, uh, we're going to talk about top performances from last week. We'll have a breakdown of Central and East, a breakdown of CeCe Pueblo's matchup, and then kind of a quick look around the rest of prep football. And so we'll start there, Jeff. You were covering uh, South and Durango last week for us, but uh, you know what? What was kind of the top performance you saw from last week? Oh, well, there was a lot of top CC performances. Just, uh, yeah, from
1: yeah. from the South. Let's talk about South Durango game. To to me, that was that was might have been the best game <laughs> I've seen this century. Oh man. Um, it was it was an epic game between two very good football teams with very good players on their team. Um, and, and, you know, and of course, you know, in a game like that with the top, you know, two top 10 teams, a number three and a number seven, it, it's going to come down to the final couple plays, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, Durango had a fourth and three near midfield, and you're thinking, well, South gets a stop, this game's over, and their quarterback breaks one for a touchdown. And now you're <laughs> thinking, well, there's only a minute left. Um, this South game's down. over. <laughs> Durango's going to win. Yeah. South returns the kickoff guarantee uh, with a great return and puts puts South in, in basically in field goal range and and they a couple of plays they run a couple of plays get an interference call in the end zone they have a first and goal uh, they throw the ball to Jackson Dickerson who else um, you know who uh, I mean he's your go to guy uh, yeah. makes a great play you know bowls his way into the end zone and and the game still wasn't over. It's a tie game yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and now you, now you put it on your kicker who has they had one block, you know, and anything can happen in high school kicking. You know, oh, yeah, place kicking. Yeah. you know, you never know about extra points, and it was the one of the highest extra points I think I've ever seen. <laughs> he kicked the ball like 40 <laughs> feet you, in the air. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible. <laughs> it definitely got over the bar, whether it was to the right or left, who knows, Yeah. because it was so high. That gave South the win, and um, really, uh, just a just an unbelievable high school football game that I'm sure a lot of people that were there are going to remember for years. Because uh, I'm just hoping to get to see these two teams in the playoffs, oh, uh, and, and there's a possibility <laughs> of that. Yeah, because I mean, both teams have have great players on both sides of the ball, and it was just a, f- a fun time, and I was just real fortunate to be able to cover that one.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it it's possible, kind of look, because I would imagine Palmer Ridge probably gets the one seat. Right, but. South, I think, could be two or three, and that mean that leaves Durango at maybe a six spot potentially. Yeah. And three and six—that's
1: depends on where yeah. they end up. It could, they yeah. could end up in this you know in a semifinal game. I think both teams yeah. want to stay away from Pine Creek and um, you know or Palmer Ridge. Yeah, they want to. Uh, they want to stay away from Pine Creek too. be <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in four A? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's one of those things where you know they they could meet in the semifinals, and uh, oh. hopefully one of them. Hopefully, one of them moves on and plays Palm Ridge in the championship, and it's going to be a great game because these three teams that I've seen, yeah. you know, during the course of the year, I mean, they're very worthy teams.
0: It's uh, fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to cover football last week, but uh, you know, just reading some of the games and the performances, uh, the one that kind of stood out the most, the most to me, was uh, East Jackson Harry filling at the quarterback position for East last week. Uh, Jack Helser kind of he got hurt against Centennial and. Uh, he was still hurting, so Jackson came in and played against County, had a couple of rushing touchdowns, and East, you know, kept their season alive, and won 23-6, and, you know, be able to be to being able to step into your first career start in high school and get a win on the road, I mean, that's always impressive, and then add in the fact that East back is up against the wall, so they needed no, they a strong can Jackson. Yeah, so they needed that performance out there in the Mesa, and that... Uh, of course, you know, we, we got to mention the Bell game as well. I know Jeremy Barrus was the MVP of the game after, but I'm going to say Brandon Martin had a strong performance as well, you know, being the quarterback for that team. He had a rushing touchdown. Also had an interception in the game, and uh, that, that helped Central win that 23-0 and shut out Centennial and, you know, get the Bell back for only the second time this, this decade. This decade, yeah it,
1: was, yeah. it was a great performance by the Wildcats, and... You know, very deserving. I thought, you know, we we all thought that they had the better team, and and they went on the field and proved it. I didn't I didn't think they were going to shut Centennial out. Yeah. Um. So that tells you something about their defense and, and what the, how far they've come this year. And of course, we got some got a big one coming up. Yeah, I mean that's
0: that's a perfect transition where we can talk about Central and East right now. Uh, looking at it before uh, we came in here, Central currently sitting at number sixteen in the RPI. Uh, East is. Well, .0005 RPI points behind Central in number 17. So this obviously is a big matchup, but Chester this year, they changed up kind of how they concede the teams. They use uh, 25% RPI, 25% max preps, 25 Packard rankings, and 25 from the coaches poll. Mm. But actually determining the final 16 is still strictly RPI, so... Looking at those rankings, Central would be in right now if, it, if the season ended today, and East would be on the outside. But this game could—if East needs this to stay alive—and Central, they have South next week. You know, that's that's probably gonna be a tough one for Central. But if they could get this win against East, and you know, even if they lose to South, they finish with a seven and three. Yeah,
1: because you're playing a team that's you know got one loss, and you're going to get some you know really production points. I guess you could call them even if you even if you do lose against a, a very good team. So, yeah. uh, you know, possibility that East, you know, if East wins this game, then and Central could both they could both get in. Yeah, you yeah. have three teams. In. You never so, know what that RP So, which which could happen, but uh, yeah, this East Central, East Central game is going to be a doozy because. Uh, you know both there's so much at stake riding in on this yeah. game you know i think east the one thing i like about east is they 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 have some you know carryover from the past, really the past decade it's been they've been one of the best high school teams in colorado yeah. and and their programs and, and they they have a lot of pride over there um you know central's sort of been on a roll they've won more games and you know i mean this year than they have in you know previous four or five yeah. um you know i boy I, 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 I just, I just can't. I, it's hard to pick this game. Oh yeah. You know, I think, yeah. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and know, which defense can step up and, and stop, stop the other team. Um, I don't know if, if East, you know, quarterback situation is going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've been wavering back and forth. I, I really don't know who to pick. I, I guess I'll just initially I'll take East but I could change my mind come, come <laughs> yeah. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> would play. It. I think it's gonna be a one one or two point game. It could, could, yeah. be, could be an overtime. Oh, yeah. You know, that these teams are so close and there's so much at stake, so much riding on. I think a lot of people would like an overtime. It'd be yeah. pretty exciting. It'd be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, absolutely it's gonna be close. I mean, I was kind of looking at, uh, they have two common games obviously with Lee kind of here. They both played County and Centennial so far. East won those games 42 to 13 combined. Central wanted 44 to seven combined so pretty pretty similar numbers there. I mean mm-hmm. East allowed one more touchdown and Central got a couple more points so if, if that's your kind of cup of tea of trying to judge a couple teams that haven't played yet that's a good marker but you know they both both defensives have really stepped up, especially the past couple of weeks for East right. You know they've slowed down Centennial and County's rushing attack With Central also likes to rush the ball a lot, but they they're more capable of passing than kind of county and Centennial have been. So it'll be interesting to see if East can continue to, you know, stuff the run up front and maybe try to find a way to block some passing, get in get in some passing lanes. Yeah, yeah. And of course, like like you said Jeff, the quarterback situation, don't know if Jack will be back, but you know, East has won a couple games with Jackson in the hearing so far, so we'll see what happens. I I'm extremely on the fence too and I'm I i do not really know who to pick either. I think I will just for now say Central 2320 uh, one possession game couple points but it, it it's gonna go either way yeah no idea yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> moving on to uh, we'll break down CSU Pueblo now they're going uh, they're going out to Fort Lewis which you know if you, if you're a big Pac fan you know that's 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 kind of some shaky ground going out there' been a little been,
1: been a bugaboo for the CSU Pueblo here in the last couple times they've gone to Durango and, and really can't figure out why yeah and this is not a not a great Fort Lewis team. I mean, they were, you know, they were three and they're three and five. CSU Pueblo's won you know, six in a, or five in a row. Um, sort of, sort of been up and down a little bit. You know, they uh, last week's game against Adam State was one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, at halftime they have 34 yards of offense. They've given up 330 yards, and they're still ahead 21-9. That's because <laughs> they returned two touchdowns. You know, defense, defensive touchdowns. And it was just a, a crazy game. And then the second half, it's like I, our headline said in, in the paper with restoring yeah. order. That's exactly what happened. They, they They just got back to playing pack football, which is run the football, you know, defend, figure out how to defend this team, which they did in the second half. They limited them to two first downs in 30-plus yards of offense. And then all of a sudden, CSU Pueblo's offense came alive and almost had 300 yards in the, in the second half. They, they shot them out 31 nothing. So, you know, they have some momentum. They go into Fort Lewis, which has been a house of horrors for them. I mean, the year they won the national title in 2014, Yeah. The only loss was the Fort Lewis of all That's people, and they were at the time they were two, they were two and two and four, and then of course two years ago they went back there and lost to a one and four team. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's something in the water in <laughs> yeah. or the or the, you go up to the elevation. Yeah. Um, but but I guarantee you, Coach Riston's is going to have this team focused. And you know I'll be stunned even worse than the last time, two times if they they would lose this game. The regional rankings came out, yep. which is big this week. They're ranked four. Uh, there's there's seven, you know seven teams in each region. The number one team gets a bye. Two and six play. You know three and one three and where am I at? Two and two and seven play. Three yep. and six play. Uh, four and five. So right now CSU probably would have a home game. Um, you know, following the regular season in the first round of the playoffs, which they haven't had a home game in, in, in like four years, so pretty exciting times at CSU Pueblo. They they just got to continue to win, and uh, they got they got this one. It's their final road game of the season, yeah. and it's interesting. One interesting aspect: they've been they've played five road games this year, five different states. Hmm. You know, wow. Very very sort of sort of a nice tidbit. And I yeah. I got to credit uh, Dax Larson and his sports information staff for that one. Um, but that's a good one, and, and then they have two home games remaining. They get uh, Black Hill State, which is always a funky team. They can come in <laughs> here and do some wild stuff, and then Western Colorado, who's enjoying one of their better years. So Western Western always gives them a little bit of trouble. So uh, just gotta just gotta finish strong and, and win these last three games. But you gotta focus on Fort Lewis this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at it, talking about those rankings again. I mean. We're talking about the, that Texas team that's ranked fifth. I mean, they have a couple of quality wins that you were telling right. me. Well, CSU Pueblo, you know, they're, they've won some games in a row, but probably not the highest quality teams. Uh, do you think CSU Pueblo still stays at four if they win out?
1: You know, I, th- I think they probably do. I mean, usually it's, it's, it stays pretty much the same. It depends on who the, you know, because really CSU Pueblo, done, they play three of the teams that are, you know, in the lower part of the standings. Yeah. So that's not going to help them, you know, when it comes to RPI and some of the, some of the measurements that they, they use uh, to try to, to rank these teams, um, you know, you're hoping that they stay there because then they can get that home game. But uh, it, and it, but that Texas conference is a good conference, so it is. You know, we'll just have to you know keep our fingers crossed and hope that the voters keep on voting and say, you know, CSU Pueblo stays at four, and uh, you know, it'd be it'd be fun to get a home game
0: at the Thunder again. That's mm-hmm. for sure in the playoffs. Absolutely, I mean. Just kind of talking about that, it seems like C.C. Pueblo will probably be aware of their past history in Fort Lewis. And, you know, they've already lost the game this year, so there's no there's no room for right. slipping one here. So I think I'm going to take the pack to win this game. I'm going to still maybe maybe say it's a little closer because they are going out there. I'm going to say 38-21. Back. Yeah, I, th- I think
1: they, they, they get their offense. The offense has been, it's been a weird year for the offense. Yeah. So there's been times when they've looked... Like world beaters, where they have both the passing game and the running game going. You know, recently the running game has sort of stalled a little bit. The passing game's been okay. Um, you know, you just you're just waiting for that one big game to, you know, that everything comes together. I'm sure it's going to be a sort of a slippery feel. Um, you, you know, it's going to be wet. I'm sure you know, the snow that we've had this the past week is really going to take its toll. So this is where your running game pays off, and uh, DJ Penick, course had a, had a great season he's uh, third or fourth in the league in rushing um, Austin Meachie, you, you have uh, you know Marcus Lindsay back and he and he scored his first touchdown of the year last year so I, I look for them to really push the ball on the ground and keep the ball on the ground and then have to, that's what they've done you know yeah. they, when they throw they, they throw successfully. they have two quarterbacks that are very capable and um, both running I, I think it i think it's you know I, I, 34 14. I think CSU Pueblo goes in, gets focused, and and comes back with, you know, getting rid of that bugaboo off their back and about going to Durango.
0: Agreed. All right, that's CSU Pueblo for you this week. Uh, We got some other prep games going on. Uh, uh, Thursday was supposed to be South and Centennial, but uh, it was moved. I think, you know, some kind of weather issues. Uh, They had to move a volleyball match to Thursday between South and Centennial. I think that's kind of what forced this Mm more to Saturday. But uh, South and Centennial now, 3 p.m. on Saturday at Dutch Clark. Uh, I think we're probably both going to take South. But, (laughs) you know, just talking about the South team again, and they just kind of do everything well. And I kind of just want, when I say everything, I mean, I'm not just talking offense, defense. Special teams, too, because like Jeff was kind of breaking down earlier, the special teams with uh, Gary Ente on that kickoff, Without that, South probably doesn't beat Durango. Right. No I mean, doubt. Jackson Dickerson has a couple punt returns this year, so this special teams. I mean, they, you gotta be watching South all the time.
1: Well, it was interesting too because Durango, when their punter, who's of course all everything, he punts, yeah. he's, the he's, the he's a quarterback, he's a kicker, he's a safety. Team. Jordan Wolverton, one of the best players in the state. You know, he, he was all—he's all over the field. I mean, yeah. every time you looked up you see his number and you see him playing. It was quarterback cornerback defense? They, too, yeah, so. I think it was safety. Safe, safety. They—they—they um, they, they really early on they kicked away. You know, of course, and w- w- Wolverton had a couple of fake punts. Yeah. You know, on the on the you know the, the sprint out type of stuff <laughs> that uh, yeah, I hate that kind of thing. But he, um, you know, he did kick away from. South returners. Yeah, you know you really don't want to put the ball in those guys' hands because oh. they're they're dangerous guys. You know Durango has similar guys too. So you know the kicking game was sort of strange because you've seen the balls going out of bounds here and there. <laughs> yeah, going you know, well. If gonna return Is it the windy ball, or what's You know, and, and they, they actually kicked the ball out of bounds on the kickoffs as well. Wow. Durango did. And they <laughs> said, "Hey, we'll give you the ball at the thirty-five. You know, we'll give you." Wow. They wanted to kick a little bit farther. There's a couple times they they actually got the ball like on the other side of the forty on this mm-hmm. side because yeah. they kicked the ball out of bounds too close, you know? <laughs> and so it, it was strange. It was strange. Yeah. It was strange that they would you know do that, but you know you, don't, you know South has some some weapons you know and they, with their return game and put yeah. uh, you know I, I, it's just it's just a fun team to watch. I, I you know I, Centennial's in for a, you know a real long night. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know could <laughs> could be a running clock here. Uh, I I think. I think I think I think South wins at forty to six. It could be close to running clock, but I think South backs off a little bit in the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, Centennial I think has a rushing game that can you know kind of maybe be a, maybe be able to move the ball a little bit. I mean, we saw County is kind of able to move it a bit against South. I don't know if Centennial does it quite like that, but no. our defense has been you know pretty tough this year for Centennial and South's offense is high powered with some of those special teams guys that are on offense too. So. I'm I'm kind of there with you, Jeff. I'm going to say 43-6. And you're running, and you're defensive. running into South's strength.
1: Is there is their defensive line? Oh, yeah. Although Durango exploited them a little bit by, you know what they did? They they ran the ball right at them. Hmm. They went right into the middle. I mean, they stayed yeah. between the tackles and a away from the times, Smith brothers. Stay away hand. from the Smith brothers <laughs> on the on the outside. Yeah. And once in a while they did get outside, but uh, they, they pretty much ran. They ran the ball through the middle, and the, and the quarterback draw was, a, was a, you know, that was the, 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 mm-hmm. the Wolverton scored on the, on the, the fourth and three play was a quarterback draw. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a draw, or, or he just looked up field and acted like, yeah. oh, no one's open on you know, <laughs> Yeah. You know, and then he missed, then he made three or four South kids miss. Yeah. Uh, inc- inc- like I said, it was an
0: incredible game. It's one of those you,
1: you're never going to forget.
0: Yeah. I mean, Centennial wears red, too, so maybe they, maybe we can get round two, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, Centennial, oh, right. Centennial likes to run up the middle, too. Yeah. They, they can try. <laughs> Looking at some other games, uh, we got another, probably another, the next biggest one, I would say, is probably maybe Rye and St. Mary's. Uh, Rye, uh, today is sitting at number 14 in the 1A, 1A RPI rankings. Uh, they're hosting St. Mary's, mm-hmm. which uh, Rye, you know, you kind of look at St. Mary's and think this could be an easy one for Rye, but, you know... You, if you're right, you don't want that mindset. You need to win this game because right. if you lose, you might be leaving a lot of things up to the RPI, and you they could possibly find themselves out of the playoffs if they lose this. Yeah,
1: yeah. You think you got to go in this with the mentality that this is really your playoff game. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't win this game, and your 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 season is really over, and you're not gonna you're not gonna get into the playoffs. But um, you know, and, and of course, one thing about the RPI is it just takes it doesn't take into consideration how much you win by. No. which is sort of a good thing because, you know, Rye could maybe run this baby up and, and get some points yeah, for that. That, would, that doesn't happen. No. You know, so <laughs> all you have to do is win by a point. Like John Risten says at CSU Pueblo, you know, it doesn't matter what happens on the field. If we walk off the field and it's zero, zero, 0 and we're ahead by a point, that's all that matters. So uh, big game for Rye. You know, let's, let's hope that the, we can get the, the T-bolts into the, into the playoffs and add another, you know, Pueblo district, team into the end the postseason it'll be fun
0: yeah i mean looking at last week rye uh, went against buena vista and lost uh, i believe the final was 14-6 you know rye it's been a struggle on offense you know yeah, really the past like five weeks or so only for a month yeah so i mean it, the offense is gonna have to you know figure out a different way but it seems like the defense is still playing really well uh they're gonna probably have to hang their hat on this one again i think against saint mary's i'm gonna say rye wins it maybe like 20-0.
1: Yeah, I, I, like you said, they've been struggling on offense. I don't see them scoring more than two or three touchdowns. You know, I, I said 20, 21. I think maybe St. Mary's gets on the board. You know, I'm sure St. Mary's has some good field goal kickers, some soccer players up there. 21-3. <laughs> there yeah. That makes sense. There
0: we go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, also, uh, Durango that we were talking about there coming out here once more, they're going to play county over at the Hornets' Nest. Uh, I think County's probably going to be in a long night again. The Durango, great rushing team. Um, Durango was able to take care of Central a couple weeks ago. I think it was 49-10, somewhere around there. So... I think County's probably in for a long
1: one. Yeah, I, I, I was really disappointed in really County's performance last week. I really thought they would they would put up more of a fight. And I understand, you know, they just they just can't sustain drives and yeah. continue drives and keep them together. You know, the, the two games I've seen them, I think the rushing game has been really, really positive. Yeah. But they, they, they haven't been able to sustain drives, move the chains, continue to get first downs, move the ball to field, and then get into the end zone. Yeah. You know, uh, the they're going to have difficulty against this Durango team. You know that, that has a very good defense. They have a couple of guys in the in the lines that play offense and defense. Yeah. Very good players. Uh, very aggressive. They they'll come up and hit you. Um, you know it's it's gonna be a long night for the for, for the Hornets and I think Durango you know wins at forty two to seven something that effect.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, just County watched them against Central. They could have had a win, but they just couldn't finish drives, like you said. And you know it feels like. At times they can move the ball, but they just they don't seem to be able to finish very well. And uh, Durango is certainly a team that will not allow them to finish or might not even allow them to move the ball at all. So I'm going to say Durango probably a similar score, maybe 45-10. I think County finds a couple ways to get on the yeah, ball. They have a good kicker too. They, the do, they do. They do. <laughs> uh, one last final prep game that we got going on. Uh, Pueblo West is going to be on the road against Widefield. Uh you know, there, there's not much, there's not too much left to say about this Pueblo West team when it comes to our league. You know, we we thought Air Academy could have potentially been mm. some competition, but mm. that proved to not be the case. <laughs> uh, well, I think West had a running clock in the third quarter. It's like 42-0 at some one point. I can't even remember the final score, I, but I know West won by a lot. You know, Widefield is... Widefield isn't even in the same class as Air Academy this week, so... No. Uh, Cyclone's the only
1: thing you, you go into this game, you try to get keep people healthy and, and exactly. you don't want to get anybody hurt and um, you know it's uh, we knew this was gonna happen this this league is really a weak league and, and, and there's gonna be some games that you know the one the positive about this is Pueblo S is getting a lot of kids playing time. You know, yeah, we get a lot of true. backups in the game. This is how you build your program. You keep people happy, you keep parents happy. Yeah you know yeah. my kids playing yeah. all the you know second <laughs> half, it doesn't matter. Yeah he's, he's getting in there. Yeah. So uh, because I heard, I heard a lot of those guys were sitting in the fourth quarter, a lot of their starters, and yeah. and that's what you got to, you know, base things on. You just you just go out, take care of business, you know, in the first two or three quarters, and, and rest some guys. And yeah. um, you know, Pueblo West Coast should be nice and fresh for the playoffs. I guarantee you it that <laughs> after after running through this league, because this league has been, it's been a pretty poor league.
0: Yeah. I mean they'll they'll have one more as Rampart who is uh, kind of in the same boat as Air Academy. I think or a little better. Yeah. I think before last week uh all three of them were 3 and 0 or yeah, 3 and 0 in league. Air Academy and Rampart play this week. I would my bet would be Rampart wins that one and kind of sets up a de facto Pikes Peak championship yeah. for next Friday which I I can tell you right now I'm probably going to take Pueblo West in that one too, but Jeff like he said and Pueblo West just needs to stay healthy, you know, rest guys and build that depth too cuz you know Never know when someone could get hurt, and if if these guys at least have some kind of experience, it won't be right. as much of a shock if they have to get into a playoff game. Yeah. And also, it's going to be important for West to keep winning because uh, they they'll they'll be in the playoffs from the RPI rankings and winning their league. But you know those other factors, Max Preps, Packard, Coaches Bowl, you know, running up scores on teams that could help in those. I'm not sure how I'm not exactly sure how the Packard ranking is and Max Preps is done, but. Coaches could see, you know, West won all these games running clock. I mean, that yeah. could help them get a higher seed, because right now with RPI they're sitting at number seven, just partially due to their competition and not being I the greatest. I think
1: you you try to you know move up as far as you can because you really want to stay away from Pine Creek. Yeah, you know, in the early rounds <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. And uh, but there you know there's some good teams in four A. So you know we saw what happened last year. You know, Pueblo West got in the playoffs yeah. and got knocked off by a team that nobody heard of. And nobody really expected to do anything, and they end up getting to the state championship. So, yeah. um, you know, you just you just gotta continue to play hard, and hey, let's hope for some sun to come out and for some better weather. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I think it's coming. I think it's coming by the weekend. It's supposed to be maybe in the thirties. Yeah. In the thirties or something. Oh man, I'm gonna be busting
0: out the shorts. There you go. <laughs> all right. I think that's it for us this week. Thank you all for tuning in, and now uh, we'll be yeah. back here the same time next week. Thanks.